Salam Salam from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 5th of May, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. The war in northern Ethiopia has cooled down after the ceasefire. It finally rained in the drought-stricken parts of the country. Aid has been reaching the Tigray region. All in all, things were starting to look up for Ethiopia until the afternoon of Tuesday, the 26th of April. Things went downhill when a conflict broke out in the historically Christian city of Gondar in the Amara region. Here's what happened. It was the funeral of a Muslim elderly, and during the burial, Muslims went to a nearby church and started collecting stones. Apparently, the Christians felt threatened and started throwing stones and attacking the Muslims. In the end, more than 20 people died. And when things couldn't get any worse, there was an attack on a nearby mosque. Rocks were thrown and things were set on fire. Both the Amara and Addis Ababa Islamic Affairs Council issued a statement denouncing the attack and called what happened in Gondar a massacre. Deputy President of the Amara region, Dr. Getachu Jember, and the region's Peace and Stability Bureau officer, Desalen Tasso, also denounced the attacks and said that the government will work closely with residents to bring the perpetrators to justice. But the government's affirmations were of little use because the next day, on Friday the 27th, protests erupted all over the country. Demonstrators in the southern region's Silte Zone denouncing the attacks in Gondar took a turn for the worse when extremist Muslims burnt some churches in the area. The police said they couldn't handle the situation, even though they'd been told to provide additional security before the attacks took place. The diocese head confirmed that some officers participated in the attack and urged the government to take action on the perpetrators and people on social media who'd fueled the conflict. In the aftermath of these events, religious figures of both Christians and Muslims pleaded for peace, and the Peace and Stability Bureaus of Gondar and Silte issued some directives. Gondar has been placed under a 7 p.m. curfew, and no one is allowed to enter the city without an ID until further notice, whilst the Silte zone People were banned from riding motorcycles and three-wheeled vehicles until the 2nd of May. However, riots didn't stop there. On the 2nd of May, Eid al-Fitr, the day that marked the end of the Ramadan fasting season, was celebrated. Most roads were closed in Addis because of the people praying in the streets. After what happened in Gondar, there was heavy security presence in the city, especially around Mezcal Square, where thousands of Muslims lined up. And sure enough, there was a confrontation between the police and some Muslims. They threw rocks at the police and started chanting religious slogans. And according to the police commission, a police officer accidentally shot tear gas. There were no casualties, but some people were injured. The police detained 76 people suspected of inciting the riot. On that note about Eid al-Fitr, according to the Southern Region's Justice Bureau officer, Sophonius Desta, more than 1,500 prisoners were pardoned to mark the holiday. He also said that 13 prisoners sentenced to life had their term reduced to 25 years. The Information Network Security Agency, INSA, has revealed that there had been cyber attacks on the Grand Ethiopian Renaissance Dam and various financial institutions. The director of the agency, 
Dr. Shumete Gizal, said that Ethiopia's enemies at home and abroad were responsible for the attacks. He added that fortunately, INSA managed to fight off these attacks successfully and no harm has been done. The cyber attackers targeted almost 40,000 computers to stifle the dam's operations. The Addis Ababa Vital Events Registration Agency said that it will not issue IDs until further notice. The agency made this decision because there were employees of the agency issuing fake IDs and outlaws that were forging and selling them. The agency said that it has taken legal action against these people. The agency concluded by saying that all other services, including renewing expired IDs, will continue to be provided. The Minister of Labor and Skills, Mufariat Kamal, who was also the Minister of Peace a few years ago, said that the government will deliver on its promise of determining the minimum wage for all workers. The minister said that this at an event in Addis, which celebrated the International Workers' Day on the 1st of May. She also said that before the minimum wage can be adjusted, research has to be done. Ethiopia used to have one of the fastest-growing economies in the world, but this rate has slowed down in recent years because of political tensions and COVID-19. Now, the International Monetary Fund, IMF, predicts that Ethiopia's economic growth will shrink further by the end of this year. Last year, Ethiopia registered a growth of a little bit over 6%. The IMF says that this number is set to decline to almost 4%. The IMF attributed the slower growth rate to the war in the north. COVID and Russia's invasion of Ukraine, but said that 2023 won't be as bad as the economy is projected to grow by almost 6%. The economic decline is also characterized by a shortage in foreign currency, which is the reason why 26 manufacturing factories have closed down in the country over the past nine months. The communication director of the Manufacturing Technology and Engineering Research and Development Center, Fite Bekele, said that even though manufacturing factories all over the country have managed to export products worth more than 19 million U.S. dollars, they haven't been able to cope with the foreign currency shortage, and even the factories that are still running have produced less than 20% of their capacity over the past nine months. We still have more business news. You might remember that a few months ago we told you about a deal between Chinese e-commerce platform Alibaba and an Ethiopian business mogul called Ermias Amelga to create a huge e-commerce platform that was going to revolutionize business in Ethiopia. Well, now things seem to be going sideways. Reporters of a local newspaper contacted Alibaba and the Chinese company denied ever having a contract with Ermias. The reporters contacted Ermias who said that he signed a contract with Alibaba's subsidiary company WellCloud. The reporters then went over to WellCloud, which also denied having a contract with Hermias. 
A few weeks ago, the UEFA Champions League trophy was in Addis as part of a promotion by the competition sponsor Heineken Breweries. Well, on Wednesday the 4th, it's been revealed that the most coveted trophy in football, the original FIFA World Cup trophy, will come to Addis to kick off the Coca-Cola African Trophy Tour, a marketing campaign by Coca-Cola, one of the biggest sponsors of the FIFA World Cup. The trophy will be accompanied by none other than former legendary French footballer and World Cup winner David Trezeguet. The trophy and Trezeguet will be in Addis in a couple of weeks for two days before leaving for another African city. And for our last update, we'll be telling you about a concert that's going to take place this Saturday the 7th. Who's going to be there? World-renowned Afrobeat artists, Diamond Platinum's Rayvani, along with Ethiopian artists like rapper Lidge Michael and reggae musician Johanna. The concert will be held at the Gion Hotel, just around the corner from Mezcal Square. Doors open at 6 p.m. in the evening, and the concert starts at 9 p.m. You can get your tickets from your nearest Dashen Bank branch. Regular tickets cost 400 burr, or 8 U.S. dollars, and VIPs cost 1,000 burr, or 20 U.S. dollars. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to our ad-free updates, which will continue to be ad-free if you recommend us to your friends. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at Rorschach.com. Ciao.